The best B2B SaaS companies in the world have made the shift towards a demand generation strategy focused on revenue. And Europe is falling behind. What about you? Isn't it about time you made the shift? On this podcast, we interview leaders at the forefront of modern demand generation to help you make the shift and join the movement. We need to drop the MQLs and focus on what matters, leading you into the future. This is Driving Demand, and this is your host, Adam Holmgren. Hey everyone, and welcome to Driving Demand. Today will be a special episode where I guide you through my playbook in one of the most important channels for B2B demand marketers. Or at least that's my, that's what I think, uh, LinkedIn ads. And why is it one of the most important channels? Well, it's the place where you can almost guarantee that your ICP are present, no matter what you're targeting in B2B. But people might say, LinkedIn ads is too expensive. We should focus on Facebook. Um, I think it's, if you don't have clear structure and purpose with LinkedIn ads, very similar to Google ads, right? It's easy to just burn money. But after this episode, I can guarantee that you have a good structure and a purpose. Um, but before we jump into my actual playbook for LinkedIn ads, I would like to highlight one of my biggest mistakes early on as a demand marketer, because I think it, it really shows the value here. Um, and that is trying to scale too many paid channels at the same time. Paid channels are great generally. We can often decide who we want our content to be distributed towards, but it can also be tough because we can't be in all of the places at the same time at least if we don't have infinite, uh, infinite budget. Um, so I think one of my, my major takeaways here is you need to nail one channel before entering the next. That's like, that's really what needs to happen here. And I think most B2B companies would be fine for a long, long time using only LinkedIn ads, Google ads, and then maybe Facebook or Instagram for retargeting purposes. But that is like, if you can get all those channels working perfectly, you, you will do great. Um, and today I want to deep dive into LinkedIn ads and then we can take the other parts in, in other episodes. Um, so LinkedIn ads, then what am I doing? So I have, you know, over the years, last month, um, completely shifted how I'm thinking about LinkedIn ads and how I operate. I think it's both in terms of uh, demand generation. It's not about, you know, pushing someone towards a, a conversion action anymore. It's about providing value, providing knowledge, educating the market in feed. That's, that's the biggest mental shift, but I think that, I think you already know that if you're listening to this, it's the, the kind of one-on-one of the mandium, right? But today I want to talk a bit about how I have more operationally shifted how I work with LinkedIn ads. And I would say that I'm, I'm greatly influenced by people I have talked with on this podcast, 
uh, but also privately in the past. Um, if you listen back to the episode with Miles Madden, talked a lot about paid social. I've been talking to the, the guys already, Impactable, a LinkedIn ads agency. Um, so I have a lot of influences and then I've kind of tweaked it to work for me. So the strategy in, um, as a whole is divided into two layers. We have a cold layer and we have a retargeting layer. Pretty common, right? Um, the code layer is divided into creatives where we talk about product pain points and then we have knowledge sharing. And product pain points is your, your you know, classical product ads where we try to highlight one major pain we solve um, and hope that that is relevant to our target audience, right? And then knowledge sharing is more about us just sharing knowledge that's relevant. Um, if, if it's B2B sales, as an example, it could be us talking about how you can make it easier to, um, to do an intro uh, in, a, in a meeting, as an example. Similar things to that. Before we continue this episode, I want to tell you about one of today's sponsors, Albacross. I first started using Albacross a few years ago to identify unseen website visitors and personalize the messaging on the web. But only within a few years, they've developed to be a key player when it comes to buyer intent data. So you get account level insights into every interaction with a potential buyer from Albacross, from awareness all the way down to retention. And it means that Albacross makes it easier to answer all of these key demand questions that we have. Which accounts are ready to buy and should be sent to sales? Which ad campaign are driving the most ICP buyers? And what is my ideal customer account interested in and how can I better reach them? So if you are trying to figure out these problems, check them out at albacross.com and they'll help you out. And now back to the episode. Um, and a majority of, of our creatives in the cold audience uh, or towards the cold layer uh, are videos. And videos with a video views purpose or objective. Uh, and the purpose is to create awareness naturally, but on more practical terms, what we want them to do is we want to, we want to feed them from the cold layer and get them into the retargeting layer. So we have actually created uh, retargeting audiences based on people that have watched our videos. So we can, we can decide that we want to create audience based on if they have watched 25% of the videos, 50%, 75%, 97%, and so on. And we have decided to go with 97% of the videos um, because then we can really make sure that they seem to have some intent here. They actually watched the entirety of this video. We should be able to continue this uh, conversation with them, which is what it is in LinkedIn, really. We are having conversations with people. And... If we talk about the retargeting phase, then that is where a lot of companies go wrong, I think, on LinkedIn ads. They either maybe don't even have retargeting or just have one ad running towards everyone that visited their website. But in retargeting, for me, that is where the real magic happens now. And we include people that have visited the website, they might have visited our LinkedIn company page, interacted with any of our cold ads, liked, shared, commented or viewed 97% of these videos in the cold layer, as I said, 
or maybe even visited our G2 profile. So all of these kind of uh, sources or audiences, if you may, are things we um, take into our retargeting layer. So I would say in general that our cold audiences, the people that, that, that usually have never heard about us, tend to be around 50 to 60,000 people, um, depending on the market. And here we, of course, also exclude competitors, customers. Um, we exclude our own employees where we work, um, people that have already booked meetings with us, for example, uh, things like that, which I think is super important to not waste uh, money. So around 50, 60,000 people in the cold audience section, and then around three to 8,000 maybe in the retargeting layer. And from this retargeting layer, it's all about continuing to build this story, continue to have conversations with your prospects and make sure that we build trust and credibility towards them. And finally, you know, let them know how our product really works and looks because now they have a good understanding of who we are and what we do. Can we then also show them how it actually works? Then we're pretty good. Um, and to do that, I have divided my creatives into one part that is social proof. So here we have customer cases that we are highlighting. We have leader badges that we have that we're highlighting and so on. Anything that can be relevant for your ICP um, in terms of social proof of building that credibility. Uh, and other than that, we had, as I said, uh, we're showing up more of the product. So actually having product tours where people can see the actual product without having to have a demo, right? Um, and then finally, we have certain other uh, types of ads like text ads, follower ads, mainly to make sure that we are seen on all different places in LinkedIn, right? Um, I would say we have around maybe 60% of our budget in the cold layer, and then we have about 40% in the retargeting layer. But note that the, the entire um, point of this strategy operationally is about we're, we're visible towards a cold layer, but then the point is to push them into the retargeting layer to continue that story. I think that's where the importance of this. I think it's easier for companies to just run a bunch of cold ads, um, but you will have such uh, a low frequency. You will almost never be seen by your prospect which will obviously make you, um, yeah, it won't turn that dialogue into a customer for sure. Um, so what, what is the most important thing to get this kind of strategy to work then? Well, I think it's two things. I think one is nailing your targeting. I think, you know, there are a bunch of tools out there that can help you with this, but I I think it's completely fine, and I actually prefer using LinkedIn's own native targeting, as long as you're doing it correctly. And I, I'm doing it in like five steps. Um, and the first step is really to start using job titles, industry, and company size, um, targeting your ICP, right? That's the first step. Second step is that we want to exclude competitors, customers, and our own company. Third step, making sure that LinkedIn audience network and audience expansion is turned off. This is a great way to just burn money. Um, fourth step, saving this audience that we have built in the first three steps 
And then we can enter in the campaign manager LinkedIn what, what's called audience insights. And in audience insights, we can really deep dive into what companies are actually included in this targeting, which is really awesome. And it's a pretty new feature from LinkedIn. So, and note, if we can look at what companies are in this targeting, we can look at what companies should be in here and what companies shouldn't be here. And that's the fifth step. We actually exclude these companies in our audience um, that we don't think should be in there. Because when we use LinkedIn's native targeting, some of the companies will be relevant and some of them will definitely not be. Um, but I think this is a great way to overcome that to make sure that we're only seen by the right people. Before we continue this episode, I want to tell you about one of today's sponsors, Hockeystack. Hockeystack is a marketing solution that lets you collect and connect your marketing, product, revenue, and sales data to really understand what drives revenue. And from that, you can easily answer important business-related questions such as, what sales playbooks are bringing in the most customers? What is our demo win rate and ACV from paid ad campaigns? And how much expansion revenue is driven by the customer success team? And you do this by simply adding one line of code to your website and product. It couldn't be more simple to start understanding your data and revenue already tomorrow. So check them out at hockeystat.com. And now back to the episode. And second, um, it's all about frequency. Frequency is everything in paid social, right? And with frequency, we are talking about how many times on average, does an average prospect see your ads? Because we all know in B2B, we need so many touch points before even getting remotely close to someone evaluating us as a potential supplier. And to be honest, it's, it's not about pushing people towards a conversion. It's about generally sharing knowledge and value in feed, as I've said before. Uh, and I would say in our cold layer, where when I'm working, usually between 1.5 to 3 in ad frequency maybe during, during a month. So that would mean like the average prospect sees us a maximum 1.5 to 3 times during 30 days. Um, and as you can imagine, if we were only to be, be running cold ads, um, it's very rare that people, you know, that they see us enough to actually get us top of mind and do something with it. Um, but I think in, in cold audiences, I think this is usually um, that frequency that you will see. And I think it's good. That's what it should be. If it's lower or if it's even higher, that's a good indication that we need to modify maybe our budget or our audience. Um, but where we see that most of our touch points is happening is in the retargeting layer, right? This is where we have like three to 8,000 people maybe. Um, and here I'm usually above 40 um, in total. That means like that the average prospect sees us almost 40 times in a month. And now we are talking, right? Now we can really start building that trust, building that, um, building that story, understand, and understanding what they want and so on. Um, and I think this is like the most important aspect of this LinkedIn playbook that I'm talking about here. We want to feed people into the retargeting layer because that is where we can have this high frequency and it's also cheaper to advertise compared to the cold audience. Um, so how do we measure results then? 
I'm not trying to get direct conversions like demo bookings or free signups from LinkedIn ads. It's usually not the way to go if you have or if you sell a semi-complex B2B product where the customer journeys are usually a bit longer, right? Uh, at least longer than a day. Um, instead, we like to look at, or I like to look at engagement metrics within the platform. So looking at how many people have watched the entirety of our videos, how many people are consuming them, how many people are engaging with our ads, what kind of CTR do we have? You get the point. Looking at our, is our campaigns and our ads actually engaging our audience? That's like step number one. Um, but then what we really want to happen is to see an increase in our website brand growth. Um, and from that, traffic, MQLs, deals, pipeline, ARR. What I mean with website brand growth is all the sources that we have decided um, is relevant for brand growth. And for us, for me, that is direct traffic, organic social, and paid and organic branded search. So people that have searched for a company name. Uh, and short term, when we start you know, pushing a lot more in a channel like LinkedIn ads, we can usually see um, positive signs in the traffic from these sources if we make, you know, if we're successful in our paid social. And long term, that's where we will see like the deals, the pipeline, the ARR coming in or increasing from these kind of sources. But this is only one part. Uh, with our, you know, you should have a self-reported attribution field, which means asking people how did they hear about us in your forms. And from there, we can pretty easily see trends where people are usually hearing about us. And when we start pushing more, you know, narrowing down to maybe one channel or two, um, we can see that this massively changes or is increasing over time when people, when people put in that they've seen us on LinkedIn or something like that. So this was um, my playbook for LinkedIn ads and has, you know, to be honest, yielded such amazing results for me. Um, I've been influenced by a lot of people naturally. It's not my framework. But then I tweaked it to work for, for what I believe in. Um, and I think you should do the same. Take the things um, that you think sounds reasonable and adapt it to your own mindset going into demand gen, right? Um, and this was a shorter episode. They're more tactically focused. I think usually we are talking a bit more high level, more strategic, but I think it's important to also get down in the tactical level. Um, so let me know if these types of episode um, that you, if you like them, um, then we continue to do them, of course. And then the next interview will also be out shortly. But thank you for listening to Driving Demand. Thank you for listening to this episode of Driving Demand, the podcast where you can learn everything about demand gen and how to make the shift towards revenue. Are you ready to step into the future and join the movement? Join our community for B2B marketers obsessed with revenue on drivingdemand.io. See you next time on Driving Demand. Demand.